What's cracking, big dogs? Welcome back to the Contaminated Dungeon. This is the Fade the Public Podcast. I'm Nicholas. That is Animal, and that is Snacks today. <laughs> snacks joke. You thirsty? Thirsty for air? Ah, nice. I see. Hey, make sure you plug that in. See what you did there. Stay plugged in, baby. Look out! Now we ready. All right, enthusiasm is back up. We got a great episode for y'all today. As always, we are doing a draft guide giveaway. So if you follow these two on Twitter, as well as the Fade the Public Twitter, you will automatically be entered into the Big Dogs Draft Guide, which you can cop on bigdogsdraftguide.com at any time. Follow animal underscore BDGE, follow snacks underscore BDGE, and follow fade the underscore public. Y'all will be entered. We'll get into the draft guide giveaway at some point throughout the episode. Uh, A couple of quick announcements before we get into our episode today, which is based around man's best friend. That is a new segment. Man's best friend is the fantasy football players that we are going to die for this year. Die. Self, snacks, and animal will literally die if these guys don't break out and dominate your fantasy football league for you. So we're all picking a few dudes that we think are going to explode. We don't care what round they're getting drafted in. You just need to have them on your team. If we fuck up, it's on us. Like these guys are connected to us for the rest of our lives. We got them on the leash right there. We got them on a leash. Man's best friend. That is the synopsis of today's episode. So it's going to be a good one at any time. If you're enjoying the episode, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. We're covering everything 2019 fantasy football throughout the year. A couple other uh, league updates. So if you watched our league meeting for the E-Town Get Down, we have some some new updates. Uh, We've decided our punishment for this season is the 6-12-18-24 challenge. Now, if you've never heard of this, I can't believe you're so down on this. This is a phenomenal challenge. Stupid. I want to be there and enjoy it with everybody and watch. You you can. You just can't watch someone jerk off. That's the only thing you can do. All right, so there's four topics there's four numbers, four topics. There is donuts, beers, miles, and wax. Master <laughs> masturbatory sessions. We'll put it at that. You have to select one of those topics and attach it to a number. And within a 24-hour period, the challenge is to complete them. So you can say, hey, I'm going to jerk off six times. I'm going to eat 12 donuts. I'm going to run 18 miles. And I will drink 24 beers over a 24-hour period. That is a challenge. That is the punishment for the E-Town Get Down round 11. Our draft is always on Labor Day Monday, which means the full day vlog of that draft will come out probably that week's episode for that Thursday. So you'll be able to watch it in the morning um, right before the season kicks off. And then the confession cam. As always, we're asking you all to send your confession cams into our email, which is fadethepublic19 at gmail.com. So set up a camera at your draft and have everybody talk shit about each other's picks. We brought, we did get one uh, last week and it was great. Thank you guys. Yes. Yeah, so we really Thank you for whoever sent that in. We're going to be using some of that. Yeah. So we got a couple uh, more coming on the way, I believe. So make sure y'all do that for your draft. Send them in. We'll, we'll cut up a nice little montage and uh, you will be featured on one of the Fade the Public episodes. Do you want to announce the person who won from the comments now? Yeah, sure. Let's do that now. Sebastian Olivia, you are the winner uh, for the Big Dogs Draft Guide. So send us an email to fadethepublic19 at gmail. and Claim that will... shit. Yes, yeah, claim that we'll prize. Sebastian I... Olivia. What are the chances that you think the name is actually just backwards and it's actually a girl named Olivia Sebastian? Well, I don't know. And she's beautiful. Uh, the 24%. Really? You put it that high? 24%. I would love that. All right. Well, Olivia, I'm going to I'm gonna shoot for the stars and say that you're a, a girl, so I'm really happy to have you in the and audience. If you're not, it really doesn't matter. We, we love you, and you, you're still getting the draft guide. So. Also, big facts. Are you all ready to actually jump into some big facts? Yeah, by the yes. way, if I come in last, which I won't, I'm 100% drinking 24 beers. Like That's that's like a, such a hard challenge now that I really think it's about it. It's very difficult, but a beer an hour, I think you could do. Can I walk I the miles? You're not going to be beers. staying up for 20. Like, you know. Can I walk the miles? That's what I would plan on I'm doing. I'm just like walking to beer. I would, yeah, I would eat like 18 donuts and, and walk like 24 miles. Yeah, nah, just, no, like, fuck that. I'm getting hammered doing no, this. No, you're right. I would walk I, around the track drinking damn, beer hard. and eating donuts. I think I would do 18 miles. I think I would do 18 miles. I would do 24 donuts, 12 beers, 6 wax. Yeah, I'd go 24 beers, 18 donuts. I don't think your, your stomach can't handle that. It's yeah, too you're much. not doing 24 beers. I'm going to have no choice though. Why can't you just walk 18 miles? Fuck that. Are you kidding me? You really walk a mile. Let alone 18. That's a good point. I guess it's subjective. True. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of um, curious. If you're in the audience and 
Yeah, how would you do this? Yeah, yeah. Break down the numbers for us because uh, don't say you're gonna you're gonna jerk off eighteen times because it's it, not. I don't not. think it's physically. You'll be a woman after that. Day. Right, it's not. not physically possible. Yeah, you pull so your dick off. Yeah, don't. exactly. Don't don't try to be tough and say I'm literally whacking it six times. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's, that's all you can handle. I'll probably oh, do it. I I'll handle. probably do it six times between the hours of seven a.m. and eight a.m. <laughs> Just get it all done. <laughs> get with. it all over with. Next challenge. Or you could jerk Next off while you're walking around the track. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. Our high school would probably love that too. Yeah. You wouldn't get in any trouble. None. None at all. All right. So before we get into man's best friend let's talk about some uh, preseason takeaways because we've had some crazy shit happen over the weekend think? first of all andrew luck retires now we were at the rooftop bar on saturday and you can imagine how nuts our section went when someone screamed it at first brett was like andrew luck retired and i was literally like brett shut the fuck up stop, <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop, stop, ye- stop yelling crazy <laughs> shit when you're drunk yeah i was like stop i was like i don't i don't need this in my life right now and i literally was like i finally got around to believing him and i was like i don't want to talk about this right now it was a really fucking sad did you watch the press conference this certainly isn't how i uh envisioned this or planned this uh but but i am gonna retire uh this is not an easy decision uh honestly it's the hardest decision of my life but it is the right decision for me for the last Four years or so, I've been in this cycle of injury, pain, rehab, injury, injury, pain, rehab, and it's been unceasing and unrelenting, both in season, both in and off season. And I felt stuck in it. And the only way I see out is to to no longer play football. Uh, yeah, I watched it the next day. I actually didn't watch it to be honest, but I know it was, I know it was sad. It was sad. I mean. Listen, the guy, you could tell he, he loves football. And he doesn't want to do it, but... He'll be bike. 100%. He'll I, be bike. He, he asked me before. He's like, you think... I said, there's no doubt in my mind. No doubt. Next year. He, I think he just needs a year off to just, like, rest, recover yeah. his I, mind, his body. Two, I, I, I'm thinking maybe two years because he's going to have his child. You know, he probably wants a year, year two to, to get that situated. Go travel the world. fucking sick of that. Then he's going to get bored. Yeah. Yeah. He'll and be he's back. too he's too talented. Yeah. And uh, if this you know if what? he was like thirty four or something, I'd be like, yeah, maybe he's, he's done. done. Twenty nine, by the time you're thirty one, you could still be an elite. Right. Thirty two, so, I'd say he'd be done because by the yeah, time he comes maybe. back, he's thirty four. And, and quickly, I know you were gonna bring it up, but just because we were on it, the the booing that oh, he I would love to talk fans. about it. I want to talk about it. can't really blame them. They so found out. What like, was the mid- order of the events? Like they people found out mid game just through like tweets and reports. Yeah, he was yeah. on the side. I've been drunk the for the last like 48 hours. I haven't really he was been on the side. I was I, yeah. I think that's when I blacked out. I went to a wedding. <laughs> this I, don't, I don't remember any of it. I know it was great. I had a great time. With my friends, my my friends told me I had a great time. Yeah. Huh? I, my friends told me I had a great time. Yeah, apparently, that my so. friends told me I had a great time. Exactly. So I guess you could tell me if I'm wrong. He was on the sidelines. Adam Schefter tweeted out during the game. And I guess that's when everybody found out. Yeah. So if that's the case. They're what they weren't explained to it yet, which I know that wasn't what Andrew wanted. He wanted to say it out loud first, but they found out there. Many of them yeah. probably have season tickets that yeah. they bought, hoping for a Super Bowl championship. This is a team, team, a team that is a Super Bowl contender or was, right. and these people are probably at the game, probably drinking. It's a heat of the moment reaction. You're a fan. Listen, I'm fan. booing. You would have booed him. I'm booing him too. I'm booing him 100. I wouldn't have booed him. I probably would have booed the situation rather than him. From a humane yeah, exactly. standpoint, I think it was one of those things where you would have booed and then like immediately you afterwards realize, you would have been like, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like a fucking that's cunt. Exactly but I'm still I booing. Felt. I would have booed in the moment because yeah. I'm probably drunk. I care more about yeah. my team's success and my players. Like snacks, you would have. You would have. Bold your fucking eye. If you were a Colts yeah. fan and you were as passionate about the Colts as you are with the Giants, and yeah. that happened mid fucking game, wouldn't go to work in the next you day. Have, you might have passed away. You're legitimately crying. Sad, bro. You're fucking pathetic. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm actually crying. I probably on ran, spot. I, I would have ran on the field. And just <laughs> probably died. <laughs> died there. I would. I would have booed. You're fucking playing. I would have booed. I would have cried hysterically, and then I would have jumped the barricade. I would have done thirty things to have seen that happen to you. To be honest, well, thank you. Well, just for the content. Daniel Jones, please don't ever. Retire. Imagine he just retires yeah. the next game. Yeah, I mean, like, he I'm well with Andrew. Might. Me and Andrew are going to start a fucking a dog. He very well company. might, but, but shut up. <laughs> to your point, though, I would have 100% realized the next day. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Like you want to preserve your life and you have a new family and everything and like that. Listen, and I, I fully understand. I, I agree with that. Shit at his decision. It's an in the moment thing. But he doesn't have a heart of a champion. 
I'm sorry. I guess so. I will. It's the only thing I will question is his heart. I get it. You're banged up. You've been hurt. You're rehabbing. The heart sucks. Of, a, of a football player. He's he's got yeah. a heart. He's, no, know, the heart he of wants a champion. To be there though. for his family. Because how many guys just go, dude? Teddy Bridgewater's got more heart. The guy almost lost his fucking leg. Well, Alex back. Smith is the same way. He almost lost a. Alex Smith almost is, lost a leg, and he's trying to come. He back. wants to come back. I get it. I just you know, that's the only difference I see there is that. All right, let's talk fantasy. You know, it's fine. So Lux out. Jacoby Brissett. He's interesting in Superflex. I like. He's I picking like him up Kobe. in best ball draft. He was 15th. fine. He was fine as as a quarterback in 2016 or whatever when he missed time, and that was a much worse situation. They have oh, one of the yeah. worst offensive lines in yeah. the league now. They have a much better weapons group around them. Now they have a much better O line. So as far as I'm concerned, for this like next few days before people really realize what's going on, if you have a Superflex draft within the next couple of days, get you're him. probably going to get Brissett at a ridiculous value. Yeah. yeah. People are going to think like, oh, with it. he's a low end, you know, quarterback three, maybe like ranks 28 to 30. I think he's more in like the top. You know, sixteen to eighteen, maybe nineteen. Range. I like him a lot because he's mobile as well. You know, they could have got, a, they probably could have got good value in a trade in a, in a draft asset for him. And they and never like, did. No, we don't. Yeah, we well, they were smart for you. that. You're way too valuable. Though. Everything so they else, though, him. they believe in him. Everything so. else, Mac obviously takes Mac a back. Takes a yes, um, he probably drops to. I mean, he's still like a low end RB two for me because he's still yeah, going to handle the big work. And the, there. the offensive line is still so good. He's still right. going to have big enough holes to get through. He's a good running back. The, so. pro- the problem is More just that they're boxes. not going to have the ball as much. The offense won't be as good. The scoring, like the thing about Mac, like he would easily have been one of my man's best friends because he's, if he, Luck was there. He'd be he's, in the red zone so much. He'd have a double digit touchdown floor, right? Yeah, yeah. And he could easily just kind of barrel his way into sixteen touchdowns this year or something. Yeah. Not saying I love the talent, but like the situation was ridiculous. So Mac falls around like RB twenty two to twenty four for me. I think in my rank. Rankings. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is interesting because we've seen him play with Brissett. Really take a hit for me at all, like a little bit. I mean, at all, I would definitely He's say he takes take a hit. hit. He's a little bit. I think the hit will probably be less than most people are accounting for. I think a lot of people are going to look at him as like a you know like a shitty wide receiver three. When in reality, I mean, he put up a thousand yards with Brissett already, yeah. and yeah. he was like kind of banged up. Dude, he's a talent, and Brissett isn't Nathan Peterman. He could play football. He's, he's right. a capable quarterback. I Mac definitely falls further down his positional rankings than T.Y. does for me. So, yeah, and me Ebron. If, if anything, I think it, it hurts. I don't even think it hurts Ebron. I think it hurts more like those guys that you were excited about. I wasn't about, very big on Ebron. Like Paris Campbell well, or luck, someone. Yeah, yeah. He, Campbell's so far. He's been off my draft board. He's, been, he's missed the last like a month and a half. But there's like those upside guys that you might have like wanted in the, you know, the thing with Ebron weeks ago now, now. Ebron and Doyle are probably off my board only because Luck targets the tight ends in the red zone so Insane high. Man. And, and Brissett already threw a touchdown to Ebron. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But I just think like the... Well, the, I, the offense is schemed a certain way. They have... Like when they get into the red zone, they have plays they want to run. Absolutely, that are designed also, for Ebron. I was also very much on a big regression from Ebron this year, yeah. anyway. So without luck and the targets that he likes to give the tight ends, I touch. Let him. me ask you, Ebron or Njoku? I go. I mean, Njoku's Njoku. hurt right now, but Njoku's hurt. I think he's back. I think he's fine. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I'd go Njoku. I uh, assuming they're both healthy. Yeah, I'd go Njoku. I I, like I would him. go Njoku. Njoku as well. Yeah. And yeah, I don't love him either. He so falls it's... down, so he's like a Ebron's like borderline tight end one, twelve team league. He's like yeah. tight end twelve, thirteen in that range. Whereas start of the summer like tight end six you, or seven. You so. can't draft him no. solely just to be your t- your tight end one all year. You better have some insurance. All right, let's talk about the other situation at hand. We have Lamar Miller. What you're about to see may disturb. You can see him beat that down block. Comes right across the hole, able to knock the running back down. And he tears his ACL and MCL. R.I.P. Lamar Miller. Had a good run while he was alive. Bleh, I was excited about him for the value. Uh, I think once they took Duke Johnson on, that kind of killed any value that Lamar Miller had. Because the only thing he brought to the table is the fact that he was getting such a high percentage of the volume in that backfield. Otherwise, he's like not really usable. But now, you know, they just traded for Duke Johnson. I mean, they gave a third-round pick for this guy. Yeah. So clearly, that's They're like, going to use him. They oh, have to. Oh, they he, value him. Here's they the thing with now. Duke Johnson. Here's the thing with Duke Johnson is like... I mean, I, people want to throw him into this box because he was only used as a pass catcher in Cleveland, right? But it's not like, I mean, he's 210 pounds. He handled a huge load while at college. So there's no reason that he can't do it again in the NFL. He just hasn't given the opportunity. And with Kiki QT hurt at the beginning of the year, I don't know if he's going to miss time, but he's probably going to be limited at least with the high ankle sprain that he has. That means Duke Johnson, he realistically could play 85 to 90% of the snaps. Just going to say, he's going to see the field a lot. Some in the backfield and some in the slot if QT misses time. Mm -hmm. So Duke Johnson becomes really fucking interesting in that like fifth to sixth round range. If you're looking for guys, if you only took one running back, he has, I think he has incredible upside. Just be objective about the situation. It's behind Deshaun Watson, a mobile quarterback. And uh, this is a very talented player. So Duke Johnson, I'm on board with him if you want to reach into the earlier rounds to get him. Um, yeah, if you go wide receiver heavy with, with a tight end mixed in the first three rounds or so, I'm very much comfortable taking him. So I think there's a lot of upside there. Would you rather have Duke Johnson or James White? 
Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. Really? More opportunity. They're both going around the fifth round. If John, they, Johnson's going to end up getting like 150 carries yeah, along with probably there. like 60 in, in Houston targets. Houston in a crowded New England backfield. So it's true. But I, I like Duke. Like do you have any more? Do you have any more ADPs there? I want to do some more of these. Duke Johnson or what? Uh, or what round are we doing? Five, six? Just guys going? Yeah, whatever. Just good arguments uh, that you think would be reasonable. I mean, I'm looking for running backs, but there's really Duke none. Johnson or Austin Eckler. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I hate mainly because I just think Melvin Gordon's going to be back. Not till week ten. Well. Probably earlier. I think they'll 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 reach a deal. Um, all right, here you go. Duke OJ. Johnson, Philip Lindsay. Oh, I'll go Duke. Bitchy too, because he's Philip Lindsay's gonna be that. Probably Philip Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay's definitely better, but Duke's gonna get a higher percentage of his team's yep. work. I'm just not a fan of the Texans this year. Well, I, I think Crockett is Demario Crockett is gonna have a goal line role there. I I, I think they're actually gonna use Duke pretty um, intelligently. I, I don't think they're gonna shove him into like a even like a Lamar Miller workhorse role, which yeah. is completely uncalled for given it's fucking Lamar Miller. But like. I don't know. Duke, it, they just have no other option except to give Duke so much fucking work. It makes mm-hmm. no sense. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Duke now with everything that's going on there. So we can move on to man's motherfucking best friend. National Dog Day today. National Dog Day. Yeah, I saw Steve. Is that true? Uh, Steve um, put an Instagram picture uh, literally just of me. It's National <laughs> Dog Day. I think I like that. I don't even know what it meant. Yeah, it's pretty fire. People let me tell you about my best friend. He's a one. So, with that being said, Animal Snacks, who wants to start us off? All right, fine, I'll go first. Uh, first up on my list is Aaron Jones, running back for the Green Bay Packers. No relation to Daniel. No relation, yeah. There's no way Daniel Jones could even be uttered in the same sentence as a guy as talented as Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, third-round pick. We just had the Big Dogs Gotta Eat Live NYC draft weekend, and I secured Aaron Jones in the third round. Um, I was the third pick overall. I went Christian McCaffrey. I got Deshaun Watson on the way back, and then six picks later, Aaron Jones. Let's go. Let's get this bread. Let's get this motherfucking bread, baby. Fuck it. Fuck it. That was a tough decision for me. So, with that start, I look at Aaron Jones, and there's no one else there. Like, Jamal Williams has missed the entire summer with a hamstring strain. Dexter Williams, the reports are coming out now that he is thrown out of practice. Easily, they said he's the RB4 on the depth chart, and he's not close to pass. I don't even know who the RB, I think it was Trey Carson or something. So no idea. So now it's just like who else can even touch the ball? You know what I'm saying? So with Aaron Jones, I look at it and I'm like, oh my god, he's going to catch you know 55 to 60 passes. He's yep. incredible. He had the highest percentage of his carries inside the 10 yard line. Go for touchdowns last 52 year. 52 receptions. 52 so th- receptions. That's what he's going to have this year. You think? Yeah. I like that. I, I think that's, that's number. I think that's probably on point. And I think um, obviously the health is the biggest concern. He did not play in week three preseason. They're going to hold him out obviously for the remainder because he dealt with a hamstring strain. But if they use him in an intelligent way, then he should be fine staying healthy. And he handled a monster workload in college, so it's not like it's unprecedented for him to stay on the field the they whole time. They don't need a bell cow running back, though. No, they with don't. The, with the way and the amount Aaron Rodgers throws the ball. If they go back to how they were throwing the ball, the the percentage of like plays that were passes from two to three years ago, they were throwing the ball at, at a higher rate than anyone in the league, like 68 yeah. to 70% of their passes. If that's the case, Aaron Jones will easily crack that 52 reception mark. And if that like if you're getting a guy that talented, because he's going to be the, the pure runner there as well, he, he's got a good shot. Do you say over under RB 11 and a half this year? Better or worse? Wow, good, good number. I'll say under. Say, uh, yeah. I'll say 10-11. So better. Yeah, so under, under 11 and a half. So okay. I guess 10, yeah, okay. RB yeah. 10, whatever. Animal? Yeah, I'm going to go under. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling happy about that. But I'm going to have a lot of Aaron Jones shares this year. Like I said, I just took him in our league, and then I'm keeping him for the E-Town Get Down League as well. Yeah. So um, that's a beautiful. No, I like Aaron. I, I think on our Jersey Shore episode, he was one of my guys that I um, was like really, really excited about, and I thought he had the, the potential to catch a lot more balls this yeah. year. He's it's just def- like, it's just, the way I look at it, it's almost like worst-case scenario. What, what's like the worst case to happen for Aaron Jones? It's Besides the in- getting hurt. It's the injury, yeah. But besides that, it's not like Jamal Williams is going to take over the pass no, catch. We yeah. see that Jamal yeah. Williams sucks. Like worst case scenario, Aaron Jones could turn into like fucking James White or Tree Cohen, which won't happen. Mm-hmm. But even on 170 touches and getting all the passing work, his floor is probably like RB 18 or something like that. Yep. So I'm I'm all in on Aaron Jones this year. I think he's a smash cop button on in the third round if you are looking for a running back there. Love Animal, it. Take Love it away, it. baby. So I'm gonna go with 
a guy that is, this is a player that people have been talking about a lot this offseason. His name is Todd Gurley. Be Gurley man. He's led the league. Woo! Led the Scorching. League. Listen, everyone's down on him, and I'm not. He led the league bike to bike in seasons. Love that. I might be on him now just because you said that. Listen, he's not going to do it this year. Cringe. <laughs> he will not lead the league again this year in fantasy scoring for running backs. That won't happen. But you can get him in the second round, and he's still going to be a top 10 running back. 2018, let's look at last year, against an eight-man box, against a stacked eight-man-plus box on only 8.2% of his carries. Out of 256 attempts, he went against an eight-man box. That was like 20 carries. I'm not good at math. But 8% of 256 that. is around 20 carries. So people are worried about the offensive line. I'm not really worried about the offensive line because it has nothing to do with like the holes that we thought were so big. It's because everyone's covering Brandon Cooks. They're covering Robert Woods. They're covering Cooper Cup, Gerald point. Everett. The main concern is that passing offense in, in L.A. That's not so, the main concern. The main concern for is defenses. <laughs> for defenses. Okay. The main concern. 2017. So just so you know, this isn't like a fluky thing. It happened just last year. 2017. Todd Gurley ran against an eight-man box or more, 16.85% of his carries. So how do you think the work is split up this year? I'm curious because the reason I hate Gurley is just that, like, he's not going to get the same workload. For sure. But the problem is not, like, you can't just say, like, oh, he just gets 25% of the workload. Because what happens is it becomes a if something flares up, it becomes a guessing game because he's going to get five carries here, 12 carries here, 27 carries here, 14 carries here. That whole flare-up thing. I'm not worried about the knee. Everyone's worried about the knee. Listen, That's this a ridiculous is, thing not to be worried about. the NFL, okay? They're going to shoot him up. They're going to give him painkillers. They're going to give him stuff to play. Who am I to tell these men they cannot live their dream? They will not live with shame like you. They are gladiators. They are warriors. And long ago, they made that choice. Not you. Not you. Not me. Why didn't they do that in like the playoffs? Because last year Bowl, they didn't. I think it was partly they didn't really know the full extent of what was going on. He was just complaining. So it's a lot pain. more serious than you think. No, they were making sure they were being safe at that time, knowing they were a Super Bowl bound team. You know, or so you think that they didn't know what it was, so they figured if we push him right now in the playoffs, it might become something very could, serious. Yeah, who knows? It, it okay. could. It could. This could turn into a tear. Okay. So that makes sense. Let's let's make sure we don't overdo it. CJ's playing fine. So how do you see the work how do you see the work being given away into that backfield? Like percentage carries or targets or whatever? I just think you're gonna see a dip in his his total attempts. So like he's he's been averaging around, you know, he had two seven two hundred and seventy nine rushing attempts in seventeen and two hundred and fifty six in eighteen. So just take like another I'll give him two hundred attempts. Let's take away fifty six attempts. You think on two hundred carries he's gonna be able to be a top ten fantasy yeah. running back though? For sure, because Why? the because touchdown the outside work? and the goal line. He's a goal line back. He's the guy who's getting the ball from the 15-yard line, the 10-yard line, and he's yeah. scoring. I have, no, I have no— 21 total touchdowns last year. I don't think Darrell Henderson is really going to eat into into Gurley's workload no. much. He didn't look too impressive in the preseason. No, he didn't. He was never really a top prospect for me, and I always wanted him to go to a place that had a great offensive line so he can hit those holes and burst because that's what his game is all about, right? He's not the most elusive or anything. But I am a little bit worried about the line. They lose a couple pieces, and uh, we've seen them get a lot of pushback in the preseason so far. So I don't think Darrell Henderson will be that effective. And by default, like I'm, I don't think M- Malcolm Brown is um, good enough to just, from a talent standpoint, eating the girlies' workload. No. It all comes back to the knee for me. I don't like to. I, I'm not going to be drafting players that we already know are injured because when it happens, then you're like, "Fuck, I already I'm, knew this." Yeah. I'm banking on the fact that Sean McVay is a smart head coach and he knows how to use his players the right way, so he's not going to just give him 30 carries week one. Yeah. If I see 30 carries week one for Gurley, I'll be nervous. Trade. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll be nervous. But if I see 15 carries and four receptions. What I think is going to happen is Gurley is going to be one of the easiest trade high candidates. Like he's going to get. Start out high. He's going to get a big ass workload. I think you're going to be able to get a top 10 running back in the second round. End of the second round, probably. I don't know if he gets top 10. But I like push 12, 13 if everything breaks right. Yeah. It could happen. I don't like the. I get the goal line usage and everything, but you put him at 200 carries, losing 56 or uh, touches. I. I don't know. I think his that's, projection that's from tough. you know is 224 attempts, which is they cut. They're cutting like the same amount every year. He had 279, 256. Now they're saying 224. Listen, give me give me 10 touchdowns. Give me 10 rushing touchdowns and it's three. Very, it's three, very much in his 13 range of touchdowns. Outcomes, I'll take that. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, that's that's a bold take. I wouldn't put. Gurley's not one of my best friends, but I guess uh, he'll he'll remain. He's gonna be my he'll remain needs, synonymous with your name. Everybody from now needs on. one. And you talked about Sean McVay being a smart coach and knowing his players well. Well, I think he knows that Brandon Cooks is a phenomenal wide receiver. Agree or disagree? 
I'd probably agree. Yeah, agree. he's great. He's I think he's very underrated. So I'm gonna go with Brandon Cooks as one. Oh, B Cooks, B and B Cooks. I like that. I already one of my I also one, one of my best friends. Him. Yep. He uh, I was pissed in our NYC draft that he didn't fall back to me. Okay, he fell to fucking four ten. Uh, I love that. I, I know. I thought I was gonna have a chance right there. I almost got feeling right though, me. which I but it's fine. Really yeah, I could have got him too. I don't want to talk about that. But the last four <laughs> years, wide receiver thirteen, wide receiver twelve. Wide receiver eight, wide receiver fourteen. Where's he going this year? 15, 16? 16. Yeah, that's but exactly. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. He got you guys know what he could do. He's young. He's in a second system, second year in, in Sean McVay system. And contrary to your Todd Gurley points, I think Sean McVay is going to unleash Jared Goff and that high octane offense even more so this year with a possibly suspect running game with a guy who has a knee problem and not much depth behind him. Um, I just I love everything that that Cooks is about. I like I said I think he's one of the most underrated. I think it was nine of fifteen games last year. He was double digit fantasy points. I believe I'm. He has a better right. floor. He's not as boom or bust as people say he is. Like no. he, well, they think they think that because he's like a like they equate a, like small he's and fast. Yeah, right. They just it. think. Boomer. I think the problem is he's like the least sexy of the three wide receivers there. He's we're, easily my favorite. On, of well, exactly. Well, yeah, I think he's, if I had to pick one of the three, I'm picking him 100%. And the whole, yeah. like, the whole Cooper Cup is going to eat into his work, I don't see that really as being a factor because I'm no. fairly certain he was better with Cooper Cup on the field than, than off did. it. I was so. looking at numbers last year, and it was the eight or nine games that Cooper Cup played, right? I, I narrowed down the weeks to it, and if you look at fantasy rankings during only those weeks, Brandon Cooks was wide receiver nine, Robert Woods is wide receiver 10. Cooper Cup was wide receiver 11 in fantasy. Yeah. So while he was on the field, all three, eight. And I also think they shy away from running the ball a little bit. So Cooks is a guy who's like fucking 25 years old, coming off of a career high year, 80 receptions, 1,204 receiving yards. Quietly. We, we haven't seen his ceiling. I'm no, telling you. Like, he is so young and he's so explosive. I don't think we've seen his ceiling. And like you said, you know, we're going into this new year. Better chemistry with Goff. I think, like, he, you started seeing down the stretch, he became the alpha there, and he was taking mm-hmm. deep shots down he's the field. He's like to quiet. Him. Like, he quietly yeah. puts up these nice numbers, and you just kind of forget about him. But, like, I was pumped up because I got him, like, I faded. I, I was really debating taking a wide receiver there where I took Aaron Jones in the third. Yep. Because I don't want to have, like, ah, oh, you know, I don't have a real wide receiver one. Cooks fell to me in the fourth, and I was able to get another guy in the fifth who we'll talk about in a second. But, like, Cooks is my wide receiver one after fading the position for three rounds. I'm, I'm more than happy with Eric that. Eric Static. I, I was so pissed when he went to pick before me. Like, fucking shit. But what are you going to do? So that's one of my best friends this year. Big I fan like of it. Cooks. All right. Like um, since we were just kind of talking about that, who I took in the fifth round was Tyler Lockett. If you have watched any of the Seattle preseason games so far – it's Wilson to Lockett. Yep. It's Wilson to Lockett. It's Wilson to Lockett. There's no one else in that offense for Wilson to throw the ball to. It's Jerron Brown. DK Metcalf's going to miss some of the beginning of the year. I'd almost, I'd probably put money on it at this point. Uh, David Moore, who was kind of a pro- promising, you know, younger prospect, just had a serious shoulder injury in practice. So it's again going to be Lockett, Wilson, Lockett, Wilson. He has seen like 45 percent of the targets so far this preseason. You know who we saw last year doing that? 45 percent of the targets throughout the preseason in the slot. Emmanuel Sanders. That's how mm. we knew that motherfucker was going to mm. eat before he got hurt. Tyler Lockett. Not only is he getting slot mm. targets, but he had a big play connect down the field, which we saw him do so many damn times yep. last year. Lockett is just you know if your only if your only debate against Lockett is that he was too efficient last year and that it has to come down that's not a good argument you're just telling me that he's a really good football player more volume this year that defense is probably going to be a lot shittier than people realize yes. so they're going to have to throw the wall a lot more as much as you want Chris Carson or Rashad Penny each to get 280 carries it ain't happening nope. you know it ain't happening it's Carson's backfield he'll probably get 270 or whatever but a lot of those pass attempts are going to go to Lockett because they don't have pass catching back of consequence they don't have a tight end of consequence like nothing is there besides Lockett so even if the efficiency comes down the volume is going to shoot up Lockett is one of my best friends let's fucking get this bread I love Lockett yeah I I am very high on Lockett myself this year that defense like you said is definitely takes a hit lost Frank Clark didn't really do much to massively upgrade it so um, I definitely see him throwing the ball a lot more this year than than last year they were the Number one rushing attack in the game last year, and uh, I don't. He just don't always looks so game. open. Yeah, always, dude. He's like, for always. some for some fucking reason. He's a great route runner. I know uh, Matt Harmon, who does reception perception for Yahoo and in the fantasy footballers draft kit, mm-hmm. always charts. He charts every route and like success rate versus man versus press, whatever. And Tyler Lockett has always been amongst like the top five. It's always Antonio Brown, Stephon Diggs, and Tyler Lockett. And this he's this guy's a fantastic pretty, route pretty, runner. Pretty good always, company. Yeah, he beats man coverage no problem. His only, you know, caveat for the beginning of his career was like staying on the field, and we saw that he could do it last year. And as long as he could do it again this year, um, he's he was like wide receiver eleven last year in fantasy on those efficient on on like seventy fucking targets. It makes no sense. Yeah. So the efficiency was. Ridiculous. Let me ask you this: Let's say over under 
Wide receiver, 13 and a half. Lockett finishes better or worse? I think he's a top 10 this year. Yeah, I, th- I think he's, he'll be around wide receiver 11, 12 yeah. again. That's probably my thing. Yeah, no, I definitely go. Yeah. He definitely won't have the target volume to hit the ceiling that those guys being drafted above him are, but like just a little bit of a step up. What did you say? 13 and a half. Yeah, I'll go just under. I don't think he hits top 12, but like a, a top 10, but 11 or 12, 13 is probably exactly I think where, where he settles. Where and he's still he going. Yeah, he's like, he, he's the clear wide receiver one tied to an elite quarterback and right. that's and you're getting him at a fifth round price i know you don't like him because he's small but he is just he's just a good player and he's someone that you will not regret taking at the end of the fourth early fifth so and it's all chunk plays too he's always getting like 15 yard gains it's not like he's taking a yeah you know a little five yard slant he's getting he's always down open in the field open in always. space yep so yeah i love Lockett this year all right let's get it who else you love i love this is one of my best friends dd westbrook <clears throat> adp is in the seventh Blech. round and exactly a lot of people there's some big hype around him but there's a lot of people that are fading him so here's why he's one of my best friends we just saw the preseason game nick Foles preseason 10 pass attempts seven of them went to dd clearly the guy to own in that jaguar that was pretty ridiculous wide receiver core that's that's the guy right he's not necessarily a downfield threat he's more of a short yardage guy which you'll see a lot of his his passes you know he uh he reminds me kind of like a, a jarvis landry from like the 2000 uh, 15, 16, 17 years. Where, by the way, though. yeah, but by the way, Jarvis Landry was a top 15 wide receiver three years in a row, 15, 16, 17. So just consider that. Average air yards is right in between some guys like Diggs, who's around 8.9 air yards. Juju's around 8.7. And DD Westbrook comes in at 8.5. So you could say, like, oh, what about like these other guys? What? Listen, they all get around the same targets. You're not, he's not getting the big ones down the field. Michael Thomas and Julian Edelman average 7.7 air yards. So he's in between those guys. But like I said, the short yard stuff, the yards after catch, 5.7 yards, similar to guys like Ridley and Boyd, who both averaged around 5.8 yards, uh, yards after the catch. So you can get Ridley and Boyd in the fifth round, or you can take D.D. Westbrook in the seventh round. So I just think the value is there where you're going to get him two rounds later and he's probably going to produce the same as a guy like Calvin Ridley or a Tyler Boyd. Top 10 separation, 3.5 yards average, and accounted for 23% of the team's targeted air yards last year. That was without Nick Foles. I think just with Foles and DeFlippo and this new offense, I think you're going to see a different Nick Foles, more accurate, all to D.D. Westbrook. I just, all to it, huh? I just can't. I mean, the last game was obviously very... Um encouraging if you're someone who's in on Westbrook like you said 70% of the fucking targets that Nick Foles threw were to Westbrook my concern is that like it they were such short targets like four of them were uncatchable from Foles a lot of them were like two yards away from the line of scrimmage well that's why I say that like a Jarvis Landry probably five touchdowns maybe a thousand receiving yards you get like 120 targets uh, 90 90 receptions yeah that's what I'm looking for in the seventh round in the seventh round I love that yeah and he's a burner dude one of the top plays of last year, 74-yard so punt return. He had reached three, 21.8 miles per hour. He's fast. Three games last year, over 55 receiving yards last year, though. Yeah, but he was playing with, like, Cody Kessler and who else? I know. Like Bortles? Nick Foles. Nick Foles is passing yardage. Vegas, 3,700 yards. Yeah, yeah so if he so has, for him to hit 1,000 yards, dude, that's like a 35% yardage. I, I, I'm sorry. That's that, a lot. And, and yeah, but it looks you, like he's going to get it. Nick Foles, Nick Foles was magical in Philadelphia. He was not magical when he, he went to St. Louis. With the same offensive coordinator I, I, that he was with in Philadelphia I knew, now. I knew you were going to stand it. We're going to say that. But there's still something there that I, I just – Same. It's, I don't, it's so hard to buy into this offense. I can't do it. I'm not – I don't love Nick Foles. I haven't really seen it outside of there. So I just – until I actually see it, I'm not going to believe it. Didi's so. a guy – Didi's a guy I hope falls to me at a good value in one of my drafts because well, – He was going in like the 11th and the 9th. Yeah, for a long seven. time. Yeah, so I won't take him in the 7th because he's not a guy I'm, I'm in love with enough to – to take there yeah, your best friend but yeah he definitely ain't my best friend he's not really even an acquaintance he's probably actually not allowed at my barbecue to be honest but like i, I don't know i just look at westbrook and that offense and I, it just doesn't get me excited enough no because i don't think he's gonna get any plays down the field but that's why I, but I think he's the only guy in that offense to be excited about which is why i like it. if i can have the de facto number one guy in the offense in the seventh round give me him i guess even if the offense could be as inept as, as your brain function. Do you think he could have a similar year to a Calvin Ridley and Tyler Boyd? Well, Tyler Boyd cracked 1,000 yards in less than 16 games, so no, I don't think he could touch Tyler Boyd's numbers. He should see a high target share, but I just feel like he could end up averaging like fucking seven yards per reception. That's fine. 
That's not fine. If he's getting 10 of them. I, I don't I, I feel like that still works out to not. I think it's a reach. Maybe not so much a reach. Well, I guess now because I wouldn't touch him in the seventh. But like you said, his ADP keeps climbing. I just, I just love him this year. That, listen, that's 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 your dog. That's that's okay. It's your best uh, yeah. friend. Man's best friend right there it's is the motherfucker Westbrook. Snacky All right, poo. Um, all right so uh, Nick, you had mentioned Tyler Lockett and Seattle's um, likelihood of passing more. Well, in the last few weeks, I've come back to an old friend. He wasn't my best friend, but he was an old friend. I love Chris Carson this year. That's my best friend. Just drafted in NYC. He's my RB1. He's my number one running back, and I felt very confident putting his sticker on the board. Guy's a fucking animal. He is a fucking animal. So, animal. All before like preseason and camp started, we like we talked about last week. We were we were hyping Penny. We're like, all right, maybe that talent alone is going to eat into Chris Carson's shares. Everything that we've seen from camp from this preseason says that's just not the case. Carson's the guy. Carson's the guy. He finished he finished RB15 last year in half point. PPR despite missing two games and despite being a pretty much zero in the receiving game. Now, Schottenheimer came out and said he wants to, he hopes Carson can see 50 targets. And they're without throwing the ball more, we're throwing the, the ball more. The and without, without the necessary options outside of Tyler Lockett, I probably should have used a different word than outside, outside twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying is Tyler Lockett is really the only outside threat. And in an offense that's going to throw the ball more, he's really not going to have much of a choice but to see more targets. So in a in a run heavy offense that could cater down a little bit more to a pass team, I like where I like where I can get Chris Carson in the late third, early fourth, and if he is my RB one on my roster, I'm not gonna be mad. He's an animal. Yeah, no, I listen. I like the fact that he's gonna be a three down running back, and you're gonna be able to get him in the third, early fourth. Yeah, right. I got him. Where did I got him? I got him. You got him in the fourth, fourth round. You were four eleven. What pick were you? Again, the, I was eleven. The usage no, of the first him. round. I got him. You on got the him four hundred two or turn. whatever it is. Four hundred two, but still right. fourth round. I think is still good value for Carson. You know what's like one of the things that's so hard is as you like prepare over the summer and draft. Since we've been talking about stuff for so long, we've seen all these trends happen. So Carson's a guy that I feel like people need to be. People need to understand that if you were able to get him in the sixth round, the seventh round, that time is. Coming gone. gone. So if you want Carson, don't feel weird about taking him in the fourth round. You know, if you love him, end of third round. I wouldn't personally do it just because I'm no. a little yeah. concerned about the injury. Yes. But listen, like it's not a guy that you can be like, oh, I'm I'm hoping that he's gonna fall to me. Yeah, like, if you're picking in the one spot and you gotta wait, you gotta reach. You got yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't reach at the three oh one. No, but like the four four eleven. He'll be yeah. gone by then probably. No, yeah. the four one. No. It'd be four eleven, five one. Yeah. If you're if the you're one snake every two, odd number is the one. One one five one four eleven four twelve whatever. But all I'm saying Learn is something this. new every day. Just, I know just, that. Just the just point is, is like head. it's the big point because you get locked into where players are going for a while. If you stay on top of trends, you'll understand that those don't stay steady. So at the end of the draft, when you missed on your guy because you're like, oh, I'm going to try to wait for him to fall to me here, and then you miss on all your guys because yes. you're locked into where they were, you're going to end up regretting a lot of the players that you wanted to draft. Like I loved Aaron Jones in the fourth round and now I'm like, fuck, I gotta take him at the three oh two. But he's one of my guys, so I wanna so get his ass take him. There, That's you know right. And I there was no way just this past week and I was gonna let Chris Carson fall anymore. So I snagged him where I did four oh two and I I really couldn't be happy. Yeah, so. it's, Car- it's Carson's backfield. And it is his backfield. They're targeting him they're targeting the running backs just in general way more in the passing game. You could already see how they're using him in yeah, the preseason. And Mike Mike Davis is gone. He did eat into that yeah, to did. that backfield last year. It frees up twenty four it's like twenty four and a half percent of the workload and Penny, you got ProSize who's legitimately made of glass. Yeah, listen, those guys are coming in for for Carson when he's tired. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Right. That's Carson it. Carson needs a he needs to come off the field for at a, worst, a little second. Uh, again, get some water. Again, like with the girly thing, like injuries. Obviously, I, I worry about that. Just his his style of, of running, and you know, he's been banged up in the past, but he stays healthy. I'm I'm loving him. You got another one. You said yes. You I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up because uh, I have a huge. I got something to do, and I gotta go. So uh, <laughs> I really couldn't think of anything. Uh, so I've been hyping him up. Not really hyping him up. He's fucking top five in his position. But uh, I've been all over him, Matt Ryan, and I'm gonna. You're gonna say, "Oh no, no, no! These aren't you. You know, you guys are picking Everyone guys. Everybody loves him. Blah, blah, Everybody blah. loves him. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. He's gonna be Lux gone. He's gonna be top four. However, I'm going out on a limb. My bull take of the year is he surpasses Patty Mahomes, QB one fantasy football 2019 this year. That's exactly what I'm saying. I've been saying he's gonna be a beast all year since we've been doing this before camp. Everything. 
I'm going fully in. I don't trust that running game. I think Devontae is about a hit away from being dead. Okay? <laughs> so I'm not trusting that full running game. I don't think their defense is very good, and I think they're going to be trailing in a lot of games, meaning they're going to throw the ball to one of the best receivers, if not the best, in Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. They have plenty of weapons on the outside. Again, 13 games in a dome. We know he's better in a dome than he is outdoors. Last year, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions, 10 games. Uh, two years ago, it was 21-4. and four. In nine games. So we know what he can do inside of the dome versus outside of it. And I think playing the majority, literally, only three games outside of it, is that. That's it. You love it. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge reason. I You're think a, a dome lot of guy. People, yeah. Holy shit. I, like, just blacked out. What happened? I blacked out. Well, that was interesting. I'm not even kidding. I was talking okay? mid-sentence and I, my, my brain stopped. You need me to come over there and flick the on switch? I got you. Whoa, whoa. You right, bud? Are these fucking plugged in? Wow, that was weird. But yeah, anyway, just finish it yeah, up. Yeah, what do you got? Like fucking brainwave shocking that into was, your head? That, no, I know. It's cri- well, this, they're like, why isn't it plugged in? I'm like, dumb fucks, this is the only way my brain works. If they're not plugged in, I can't operate. <laughs> so, dude, I need it. Okay. But yes, Matt Ryan, QB1 this year. I'm telling you, boom. If he's QB2, I'm so pissed. Lock it up. So pissed. He's second highest uh, passing yardage over under. 40. 45-75, Pat Mahomes is 46-50. So those, those are one and two. Over. Yeah, and I think I, that's pretty easy on the over, to be honest with you. I got, listen, in, in a super flex, I think I got him in the, where did I get him, third round? Yeah, that's got the, end of the third round. And that's and that, I think that's about right. Yeah, definitely, so, especially with luck off the board. I, I, listen, I like Matt Ryan a lot this year. The domes are huge. That's a huge thing for me. He plays, plays much better. Plays much better in them. All right. All right, peace and love, everybody. I'll see you next week. See you, Snacks. Bye, Snacks. Hello, Snacks. I'm so fucked up. <laughs> oh man, I'm fucking crazy. Okay. All right, so that's nice. My last best friend, fuck you, snacks of today, is James Conner. He is who's the, that? He is the lead back of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The lead back. Everyone's worried about Jalen Samuels. Just stop. Don't worry about Jalen Samuels. He's gonna get his 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 touches. He's gonna get his receptions. Might have a couple touchdowns. Don't worry about it because James Conner is the guy. RB6 last season was going up against stack boxes 27% of the time on his attempts. I don't think that's going to change that much. Everyone's saying, oh, AB's gone now. You know, they're going to stack the boxes more. Listen, Juju's there. James Washington's a deep threat for some reason now. He's looking actually not bad. Um, the second team. He's not even a starter, though. Yeah, we'll see. Dante Moncrief's there. They have receivers. They have weapons. The Steelers are always good. They always make it work. Here's a little history for you from the Steelers. I'm looking back the past five seasons. 2018. James Conner, RB6. 2017, Le'Veon Bell, RB2. 2016, Le'Veon Bell, RB3. 2015, D'Angelo Williams, RB4. He was 32 years old. And then 2014, Lev Bell was first. So, yes, a lot of Lev Bell. But it's pretty good finishes. D'Angelo Williams, at 32 years old, That's all you need had, to see. I believe it was his third best season of his career with the Steelers. He had 11 touchdowns. He had over th- or like 900 rushing yards. This system is built for running backs. James Conner is going in the end of the first round, sometimes in the early second. He, I think he went 107 in the draft. That Did he? Good. Had. That person's yeah. smart. I would take he James Conner. He also then took David Montgomery with like the 204. Well, that, so. that ruins that. But like, <laughs> David Montgomery win me. Are you serious? He wants who he wants. The live chat's going nuts right now. So. God, bring a jet shirt. Does he even know football? People are like getting to this point now where it's do I take uh, David Johnson or at the 104, the 105, or James? I'm taking James Conner. Over like, DJ? Yeah, James Conner over DJ. Steelers over Cardinals. 100%. I was, uh, I mean, we, I, I think we had been pretty vocal early on in the offseason that we didn't really want anything to do with James Conner, mm-hmm. where he was getting picked, but everything I've seen this preseason, I've officially moved him. I, I moved him over uh, Joe Mixon in my rankings. I still have him personally behind the elite wide receivers, mm-hmm. um, but I can't knock anyone after what we've seen. He's played on 29 of 34 of the snaps with the starters, so that's like 85, 87%. Yeah, that's fine. If that, yeah, it's perfectly fine. That's like a 5% dip off from last year, but he's playing every snap. And Jalen Samuels, Jalen Samuels has looked very good, but he is not cracking the starting lineup. If anything, I think it will help. Maybe it will it will give yeah. Connor some time. You know, take a, a couple touches away that will help him. You know, he was never someone elongate that, like, his, his. Yeah, season. like he is never someone that 
he didn't like jump off the screen to me last year. I was like, eh, he looked okay as a pure running back talent. He's looked really fucking good this preseason. Mm-hmm. He's getting all the work. He's running a third down, second down, first down. It doesn't matter. It's it's his backfield to lose, and it's a beautiful situation with like an offense. You said they just get it done. Yeah. They just get it every done. year in year out. The Steelers are a good team. Listen, Mike Tomlin has no distractions now. He can actually sit down and coach. Big Ben can just sit down, study, go out there and ball out every Sunday. I just think the Steelers are going to be. A whole new team from last year. I mean, what we saw last year was not the Steelers. Yeah, they're gonna go. They're gonna be a lot more run heavy this year too. No distractions, so they're gonna have their game plan set. James Conner is gonna be the game plan. He's big enough to handle the workload like we saw last year, and uh, it seems like they are gonna give him every opportunity to dominate snaps and whatnot. So as always, man, you have to be able to pivot when you see these kind of things. And it's someone I didn't like initially, but from what I've seen this preseason, there's no reason not to like what you're seeing in that backfield for Pittsburgh. So he yeah. definitely becomes um, a, a first round candidate for me. If you would rather go less, you know, risky. Um, I, I, I'm also been vocal about not wanting David Johnson. So from what we've seen this offseason, he's the Cardinals have looked fucking miserable. Yeah. I don't want David Johnson getting 30 attempts running into the back of his own line. Because David Johnson is going to be this year's David Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, it's just going to happen again. I could see him finish exactly where he did. Exactly. He's going to be – like, it looks like he had a good year, but if you really look at the numbers – He didn't help you win shit. No. Yeah. So, I believe the last best friend, man's best friend on this list. Two best friends. I'm taking – yeah, I got two Tylers as my best friend. And this is Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals. He reminds me of – the same situation that Tyler Lockett is in where it's just like every target is going to him. Now the percentage hasn't been as high, but it's, but it's going to be very, very high given AJ Green's going to miss a significant portion of the beginning of the year. And there's no one else to throw to in that offense, man. I know a lot of people don't like Andy Dalton, but just by, you know, eliminating what other options they have there, Tyler Boyd might, you know, be, he's like a sneaky bet to see 140 to 150 targets this year, to be honest, as long as that. Yeah, I don't see any other wide receiver in that offense making any impact yet. No, I'm, they just said the starting X receiver while AJ Green is gone is going to be Damian Willis or something. Yeah, I saw I, that. I think he's like an undrafted, I don't, I don't really I know. I saw the name, I said, who's that? Yes, and that's <laughs> why I was like, Tyler, motherfucking Boyd, you are my best friend this year. I understand just being in that offensive ceiling is not as high, but dude, he went for 1,000 yards last year in his breakout year in, I think it was 15 games. He's going to see such a high target volume. And he's a guy that is able to separate really well. So he could do it in the red zone. And that's where the targets will count. Now, I know Dalton loves to throw the ball to his tight ends. I feel like all all three tight ends that they have there are getting peppered left and right. But Tyler Boyd is, is like the main field stretcher down the field. He's a guy who also averages like his depth of target are, are pretty far down the field for someone mm-hmm. who plays a slot. And they've been running almost exclusively out of uh, 11 personnel, which is that uh, the new head coaches like offensive style that he adapted from Sean McVay and the Rams, which is three great wide news. Receivers? Yeah, three wide receivers. And uh, that means Boyd can operate in the slot. And I think that gives defenses a little bit of a problem. And that's why we've seen the Rams be so successful this year because it's a, a personnel grouping that works really well for passing offenses. Yeah, and, the, and like you said, the Bengals, they're, you know, they suck. Not a good team. I get that you might want to fade him because of the fact that he is on the Bengals. Right. But if he's the only guy doing work on the Bengals, you should own him. Yeah. Someone has to listen. It's still the NFL. They're still going to score points. Garbage time is still something that is very real. Yep. Tyler Boyd is someone I listen. I personally don't like drafting him in the fifth round. I liked him a couple weeks ago when you get Six, him in the seven, seventh, yeah. but I could see why you would like him. I could see why he'd be best friend. Uh, yeah. Sure. I would hope that I'm like the end of the odd number of rounds. If maybe I'm at like five ten or five eleven, and Boyd drops to me there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough to pull the trigger when you're at like five Oh one or five Oh two. It depends on who else is on the board too. Yeah. Like if there's someone there that like, listen, I know I can't take Tyler Boyd over like, you yeah, know. like I'm not taking Boyd over Lockett. I'm not going to take Boyd over at this point. I think I would take Sony Michelle. Over. Here's one. Would you take uh Tyler Boyd or T Y Hilton? That's a good one. Wow, that's actually a lot tougher than I imagined. Uh, They're going right around the same, but this is a brain versus heart one, actually. You know yeah. what? Like, I would say, like, oh, I should take T.Y. Hilton, but I think like I'd let the emotions get the best of me, and I probably would take Boyd over Hilton, yeah. even though it's probably a dumb pick. I feel like I'd have to lean T.Y. just because he's like the de facto one. I know, but well, so is so is Boyd. Tyler Boyd. But like, they're I like in like similar situations. The Colts are still going to be, gonna be a, like a good team. Yeah, I know. Like they're that offense will still be like top fourteen good. in points per game yeah. and shit like that. Like they're gonna. They're, like, I think they're worse. Finished could be like eight and eight this year. Yeah, I don't see them being like oh like oh Andrew Luck's gone. They're four and twelve. Yeah, no, they're not. I mean, they're, they're still a very good team, and I'm, yeah. I'm actually excited to see Brissett, and I'm I'm pumped that I got him in our dynasty league because that's yeah, huge. Yeah, I also have fucking 
Cam Newton there. So if he misses time, at least I have a third. Third good replacement for now yeah yeah that sure. was huge i got i got real lucky with him there but i i love tyler boyd i just think from a pure volume standpoint i also think he's very talented the Bengals also think that was he the one who uh he just got the extension four well, years 45 the, million was it two years ago he had the play that put the bills into the the playoffs was he the one who caught that like crazy touchdown uh i don't remember to he be like honest. caught it he like cut in and like ran like sure like 15 yards and scored yeah yeah i, th- I, I think, think that was, was tyler boyd, yeah right? I mean, dude he's talented i mean you look at his rookie year he had like 650 almost 700 receiving yards and by all accounts that's a great rookie year from a receiver who rarely produces you know in that initial year the second year he dealt with like an mcl sprain like injuries and he only played in like eight games so that was like a wash of a year but then last year he had his breakout so he was well with uh, like on his way to becoming a breakout candidate in second year before other things derailed him but you know he's so young he's very talented He's in a good spot to succeed as the number one there. So yeah. I like Boyd. I, I would I would use a fifth round pick on him. I think Snacks got him in the in the NYC league as yeah. his. I think he actually took him in the late fifth. That was like his fifth round pick. So me and him are on board. We have a lot of the same players. I feel like on our lists, but that that's what we got for today, right? Those are all our, our yeah, best, it's all our, our best, best friends. friends. The man's best friend. That's that's what we got for y'all today. I hope uh, you found that informational and valuable and all that good shit and if you did make sure you smash that thumbs up button drop some comments down below letting us know who your best friends are and uh, oh the 612 1824 challenge let us know how you would, oh yeah uh, how would you would you sort do? that nonsense out and uh also check out the uh the new merch new merch we got some good t-shirt designs some merch in the store on bigdogsfantasy.com all lowest prices Those are not sweat proof, proof apparently. Yeah. So if you're a big guy, don't go. Green. You're gonna have some BMPs, big don't man go problems. Green or gray, but <laughs> yeah, don't go green. <laughs> Just go black. You have to go black. That's all we got for you today. Thank y'all for joining us. Make sure you go follow Snacks Animal and myself on Twitter as well as Fade the Public, and we'll see y'all next Thursday. Love you. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.